0: Well, hey there, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is actually episode number 22, and I am really excited that you are here today because I'm going to be sharing something with you that I think is going to make a huge difference for your business or whether you're just starting and uh, you're creating your listing for the very first time. Because this is going to be all about how to create a listing that converts, okay? All of the elements. I'm going to give you five tips okay, five steps that uh, will help you create an awesome listing. And I'm going to give you some other tips too that are going to actually take it even to the next level, okay? So that's what this show is going to be about. Before I do get started though, I wanted to again just say thank you so much for all of the positive comments, the feedback, all of that stuff. We just hit over 70,000 downloads since I started this podcast, which is just crazy, right? I mean, crazy. It's I can't even believe it, but it's awesome that we're reaching that many people so quickly. And I can kind of tell, though, because I'm getting all these emails and comments and private messages on Facebook and all this stuff, and I'm doing my best to get back to to everyone that does, but if I missed you, I do apologize. I didn't do it on purpose. Trust me. Um, I do read all of the reviews over on iTunes, and I'm going to actually read one here for you in a minute because I try to do that because I want you to know that I am reading them, and it does make me feel really good to know that you're getting something from these. So let me just dive right into that real quick before we start the show. And this one here, I like this for two different reasons. First off, I love the review, but I love the name. Schnauzer boy. <laughs> Schnauzer boy. All right. So, hey, thank you so much for submitting your your review on iTunes. Uh, I'm not sure your first name, but I love that username. It's really cool. I like just saying it, Schnauzer boy. All right. Anyway, uh, five-star review. Can't stop listening. Discovered the podcast three days ago after I became frustrated with content on some of my regular listens. Can't stop listening at this point. The content is focused in just what I was looking for. Scott does a great job, is so easy to listen to, and the sound quality is great. Keep up with all of we and us thank yous, uh, or thank you, Uh, basically he's referring to, or she, Snazer boy, I don't know, it's gotta be a boy, right, Snazer boy, I don't know, maybe it's the dog, I don't know, Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we and us, because I always refer to like we, or us, and I said maybe I shouldn't be doing that, because it's really just me speaking, but it's really talking about us as a community, we, you know, us together, really going after this Amazon FBA thing, so I'm gonna try to keep saying that, because I do believe it's all of us kind of like going after you know that big prize there, all right? And building this business for freedom—that's really my goal was in the beginning and still is, all right. So, um, so awesome. Anyway, so let's uh, let's just go ahead and and really dive in here to what I'm going to be talking about today because I think it's really really important. And uh, wait a minute before I do though, I, I do have to say this because some of you are just coming on for the very first time. Maybe you just stumbled across this podcast. If you are starting for the very first time, or even if you're not, and you wanted to have a place that you can see like the 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 podcast that I've already created that give you those steps that I took in the beginning and even now when I launch products, um, I created a page for that and it's at, it's over at the the blog and it's, the address is theamazingseller.com forward slash start and from there you're going to see the podcast that I created that are almost like step by step on what I did and, and how I got here and all of the steps in detail, so you can just head over there and check that out if you haven't been there already, all right, so let's dig right in, all right, so I get this question a lot, You like, you know, my listing isn't converting, or, or what do I put in for images, or what do I use for bullets, what do I use for description, you know, how do I get my listing to really just be better than my competitors? Well, the very first thing is, and let me say before I even get into any of this stuff, I just want to say this, when you're looking at products to sell, okay, when you're looking at this stuff, the first thing that I look at as well is also how I can create a better listing. So let's just say, for example, and I'm going to give you an example because I'm looking at a product right now, and I'm looking at the listing, okay, one that I might be interested in, and I'm looking at it, and it's doing rather well, okay? It's doing like, you know, the BSR is like probably like 1,200 to 1,000, and I know in my market, that's resulting in probably around 30 to 40 sales a day. So it's pretty good, right? But it's a really low priced item, which I've talked about before, which I'm going to, you know, I'll talk about this in, in more detail on another episode. But really, you know, the quick version of it is, is you know, it's it's a cheap product, let's say. Let's say it's seven bucks, but I can sell one and I can also sell a three pack and maybe a five pack. And then this way here I can get the the overall price up to the twenty dollar mark where I want it. But the one product, you know, the, the one that's selling singly will be maybe nine bucks. Okay, but then you can buy a three pack for twenty bucks. So it's kind of like a no-brainer, right? So anyway, I'm off topic there. But I just wanted to let you know, that's what I'm, I am I kind of look at here is, is like something like that is a good opportunity. But the other great opportunity is I looked at the listing and it really, really stinks, okay? It's got one image and the image is terrible. It looks like garbage. It's got a very short headline. I mean, I mean short like three words short. It's got only two bullet points when you get five. It's got only like three lines for a description when you can have probably... Two or 3,000 words uh, or characters or whatever, uh, and there's no call to action. I mean, there's all of these things that I'm just like, wow. If I just put that product up and didn't even do the three-pack, five-pack thing that I was just talking about, and I just created a better listing that was optimized, that could get more searches and all that stuff, I could probably crush it, right? So I am thinking about doing that, and I may even do it just as a test to go ahead and see what happens and then give you the play-by-play. So again, something else to maybe look for uh, in an upcoming episode, all right? So anyway, I'm going to dig right in here, okay? So the very, very first thing that you need to understand about your listing, okay, when creating this is a headline, okay? We've all probably heard this, but headline is what grabs the attention, but also describes the product. Amazon is kind of going away from allowing us or anyone creating a listing and just jamming it and stuffing it with keywords cuz let's face it the the keyword in your headline will help you rank for certain keywords but let's just face it you're going to want to rank for hundreds of keywords. And you're not going to be able to stuff a 100 keywords in your headline. And if you did, it's going to look awful. And it's going to probably get you red flagged. And then Amazon's going to contact you and you're gonna to have to change it or whatever, pause your listing, whatever. So you really want to be cautious of that too. So that's one little tip there for you. And I know you've seen you know, some of the other courses out there uh, advising this and teaching this. Uh, it's it's not going to last if you are doing it and it's going to be something that you're going to have to deal with. So just start right, right? Don't worry about jamming it. I'd say find two or three of your keywords that you want to target and work them into that headline so it makes sense. Okay. And you, you, you know, a lot of people are like, well, should I put my brand name in there? And I think, you know, the long play, yes, it, eventually when you start being known for that, but don't use that space to put your brand name in there. Put it for that, what that person's looking for. I go back to the garlic press thing. If, If you're uh, creating a listing about a garlic press, all right, well, there might be a certain kind of garlic press that's more popular, maybe a stainless steel one. So you may say stainless steel garlic press, you know, something like, you know, great for, I don't know, a certain type of garlic. I don't even know if there is such a thing, you know, or, you know, great for, you know, uh, pressing, you know, garlic, something, right? I'm just thinking out loud here and totally did it off the cuff, and that's why it's not even that good. But the first part of it's good, right? Stainless steel garlic press, if that's it. Or stainless steel garlic press, and then dash, and then something like rubber handle. Something like that, because maybe people want it with a rubber handle as well. So you find the three or the two or three things that people are really searching for that make sense together and then use them. Then once your brand, maybe over the course of a year or two, people are starting to search for your brand, then it makes sense to put your brand in the headline, but not necessarily now. Right now, you don't want to use that real estate. Now, I know in some categories right now, they're only letting, letting you have 54 or 60 characters. I know in mine right now, they'll probably let me have upwards of 100, maybe even more. Um, I'm only using around you know 100 or so, uh, maybe even less. I, I didn't count them, but I just know that it's it makes sense and it doesn't overdo it, okay? So that's the very first thing. You do want to have a good headline and I'll talk about this later. You can always change this stuff. You can always test certain things, okay? But just remember, That and I did an episode on pay per click, which is episode number 19. Okay, which is uh, episode number 19. If you wanted to to see that one, it's theamazingseller.com forward slash 19. Any of the episodes that I talk about, like if I say that was on episode 18, if you just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash and then that episode, that'll bring you to that episode. Just so I don't have to be repeating myself. But um, with the headline, you really do want to just take a little bit of time, but you don't want to overthink it and then say, Well, I just can't think of a good headline, I'm not going to do it. So Look at some of your competitors, see what the theme is, right? If you see that the theme is all talking about stainless steel garlic press, well, you probably want to put that in your heading, okay? And as you start to do your pay per click, okay, and again, that's, we're kind of backtracking a little bit, but once you're doing your pay per click, that's when you do want a lot of this content that we're going to be talking about here, a lot of this, a lot of the description in the bullets, you want that stuff to be related to the pay-per-click stuff in Amazon because that's going to help you rank and it's going to show your listing more because you're talking about it inside of your listing. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but I just wanted to say it's important that you you make the headline really good, but you also know that it's not everything to your listing, but it is the first thing. So if someone is looking for that specific thing, then yes, you want to put that in there, okay? So now, the one thing is, is and I'm not sure if you, if you can do this technically or if they're going to do away with it, and I've seen some people doing it where you say like top garlic press or stainless steel garlic press or best, you know. I would say you could probably get away with that, but I know that they're really starting to, you know, do away with any other words that don't relate to the product itself, that that describes the product, okay, so just be careful with that, but I mean, it's something that you could probably test, all right, so that's the first thing, and to get ideas, like I said, just number one, see what your keyword is that that you're going to be wanting to rank for, but secondly, you really want to... Uh, you, you, really want to also look at your competitors and see what they're doing and then not just copying it, but just seeing what the theme is. Okay. All right. So that's the very first thing is the headline. One of the most important things. I think number two is the images. And I think that might be as important as the headline. I think they're equally, but I think the images are totally what get people to click. Okay. And the very first thing you need to understand is on an image and this is their rules you have to have your product shot on a white background, or you need to have it cut out and put on a white background if you're doing something in Photoshop or something like that. You cannot have any images that have um, anything other than the product. Now, you can have, which I'm pretty sure you can because I read the, the uh, terms of service when I was putting my images in, and it said, you know, you can include props as long as they are complementing, so meaning if you had a model that was modeling something or holding something with a hand to show that, you know, the garlic press, someone's, you know, using it and pressing the garlic, it's probably okay, all right, if it makes sense, but if not, just use a white background and shoot it on the, uh, or take the picture of it on the white background. They want it to be clean with no distractions. Now, you will see people putting a bestseller badge on it. You'll see people putting a warranty uh, thing on it or, uh, you know. All of these different badges to try to get you to click, or new, I've seen that one. Those are all no-nos. You're not supposed to put any type of badges on there. Now, you can do it if you want, and then if they, you get contacted, then you'll have to remove it or whatever, and it's going to pause your listing and kind of, you know, but there's there's no reason for it, okay? Let them do it, and and eventually, it's going to basically be removed, all right? So that's the the things that I'm going to tell you, the warnings, if you will, on the images. But it's very important that you do have especially the the main image to be really really good and you also want it to be high res and what i mean by that is is you want it to be at least 1500 pixels by 1500 pixels. All right. Now, if you're not a photographer or if you don't know how to create one of these, find a photographer locally, have them shoot some product pictures for you or go to Fiverr or a place that you can hire out a graphic designer to make a 3D model of it. Maybe Uh, I actually had a 3D model for one of my products as one of the images. And uh, I think it cost me like 30 bucks on Fiverr. You know, Fiverr is five bucks, but you know, it's going to maybe take four of the Fiverr gigs in order for them to do the work. They'll tell you how much, it is but a great place to get started. Uh, so those are some some resources to get that done. But you want your images to be 1,500 by 1,500 or larger, and here's the one reason. You, you want your images to be zoomable, okay? You want them to look clean. You want them to be really sharp, right? But you want them to be zoomable. You know how you hover over the image, and you can kind of zoom in, and it magnifies it. Amazon wants that listing to be optimized for that because they want, they want the, the customer to have that experience. If you don't, I believe that that's going to give you like a little strike against your listing. So that's one thing to definitely make sure that you have zoomable images. And the way to have them is to have high res images, which is at least 1500 by 1500 pixels wide. Okay. So just definitely have those, but images are crazy important so important. And it's another thing that you can test in the future. Okay. And I'm going to talk about that at the end on, on when to test and how to test. Okay. But the other thing I see a lot of people making the mistake of is they only have maybe one or two images or there may maybe even three you get, I think, up to like 10 or 11 images, but seven of them will show on the listing. And then once you click into the images, then it'll show you the other ones that aren't showing, like the other three maybe, let's say. So you definitely want to have seven images in there, okay? Because those are going to be everything, okay? I'm going to give you a little tip right here, okay? On your first image, you know, your main image, you can't have any graphics or text or any of that stuff. But as of right now, You can put that on your second image, your third image, your fourth image, whatever other images you want. It just can't be the main image. So I've done this where I'll make an image or I call it a slide, all right, that's 1500 by 1500, and I'll put up there, buy one or buy two, get one free, use coupon code, and then I put the coupon code there. And I got to tell you, it works, okay? And I put that as my second image. Okay, now play around with this. Every market's going to be different. I'm just giving you a little tip of what I do and it works. Okay, and it's a way to create a promotion that people will want to buy more than one because they're going to get five bucks off if they buy two. All right, and they might even buy three. Okay, and I've had actually actually, people buy upwards of nine just because they got five bucks off. Maybe they were going to buy it for a group or whatever, okay, so it it depends on the product, but it also depends on your audience, but it's worth a shot, and again, you can use that second, third, fourth, fifth, or whatever image as information, you may even want to have another image that shows the image, but then has all of these bullet points going around it that are showing all the benefits to it, that's another good one, or you might want to have another image of someone actually using the product, okay, so you can actually, people can see it up close and see, you know, it in someone's hand, so they're using it, so they can envision themselves using it, or a result, you know, a before and after of what it would be with it, or without it, and what it would be with it, you know, uh, so that's another good thing. The other thing is you can have another image that has, you know, your warranty on it, you know, how long is it going to be warranted for, you know, and then then there you can show your bestseller badge, and you can show your, you know, uh, product quality badge, and you can show, you know, your your uh, 30 day money back guarantee badge and all that stuff. You can put that there, right? So just use those spots, okay? Those are marketing points where people will click on your images because they want to see the product up closer, and once they get in there, they're going to see the buy two get one free or the buy two get $5 off, uh, or they'll see another another look of it or another angle or you know a lot of people want to be able to spin around the image let's say you have a front and a back well show the front and the back show the side right so use those images are very very important and it's prime time real estate i believe that your headlining your imaging or images are really the number one conversion factors for this you know not mentioning like you know reviews but i'm saying as far as the listing itself so those are so important, and then the third thing is bullets. Okay, and like I said, I'm looking at this product that I'm thinking about, you know, releasing, and they have a three-word headline. They have only one image, which is a garbage. Looks like crap. Excuse my French, uh, but it does. It looks like they shot it with a. Cheaper than even a cell phone camera. It just looks terrible, and they didn't even shoot it on white, which I'm surprised, and they just shot it on, like, a desk. Uh, So that, and then their bullets, they only have two. You get up to five bullets. Use them all. Don't just use one, two. Use them all, okay? So when you're using your bullets, you want these to be, like, you know, benefits, and you also want it to be, like, you you know, like... Not just benefits, but you want it to be also like what it will do for them, right? So the benefits and then, you know, like the features, right? So some benefits and some features, all right? So you want to include them in there. Um, sometimes people say, well, for the bullets, just use features. I like to mix it and do a little bit of both. Maybe have the bullet be a feature and then a benefit. But one little tip that I would say is capitalize the very first word or words, so if you were going to say stainless steel, uh, then I would put stainless steel in all caps and then I would do a dash and then I would capitalize the first letter and then I would just write a sentence in lowercase and maybe just saying like, you know, made with, you know, a 100% stainless steel, never rust or, you know, or tarnish or whatever, right? So you want to use those bullet points and you want to make them look like bullet points because you're limited on what you can do inside of the back end as far as creating these bullets. Like you can't. Use HTML, technically. You can use some, but you can't, especially in the bullets, you can't. Um, And I'll talk about that in the description in a minute. But for the bullets, you really have just that limited amount of space for five bullets. You want to use them with the key benefits and the key features um, in there for them, okay? And list them right out, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And again, that's the third thing. People will scroll to that and then they'll look at that. The way the flow that I feel that people are going to look at this, they're going to see head or they're going to see headline and image. Okay, it's the very first thing. Usually image, then headline, right? And then from there, they're going to hit the listing. They may go right to the reviews or they may scroll and then they're going to hit the bullets. Okay. So those are like that's everything nested right there, right? Now I've heard some people saying, well, the description really doesn't do that much, but it's still real estate, right? We want to use that. So the description, you want to almost like repeat the bullets and the just and the um, you know, the benefits. And the features, you want to you want to like repeat that, but maybe rephrase it or go into a little bit more detail because you get a lot more characters in the description, okay? You can write a bunch, but you still want to bullet them out in, in like a nice, you know, row, right? Because people like to scan, you know, you don't want it to be, I've seen a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll just like, they'll copy like a whole paragraph in there and it'll, it won't be broken up. So it just looks like a, a mosh of, you know, a whole bunch of text. So try to keep it, you know, a couple lines, you know, a couple sentences. And and if you want even use like a dash in the front of it to give it like a bullet look. Um now, you used to be able to use HTML code uh as far as like even putting an image in there like some people were using like a big giant infographic. And what they've done now is they don't allow you to do that anymore. So if you up if you've done that in the past and now you go ahead to update your your listing and you want you just want to modify and add a little something to it, the minute you do that and save it, your image will no longer display. At least that's what I've been told. I haven't had that happen, but basically once you revise it, now the new system acknowledges that it's, it's an HTML, uh, you know, image, uh, or image code and it's going to basically delete it. So if you do have HTML code in there right now and your image is in there, you're kind of like, you know, you're kind of grandfathered in for until you update it. So, you know, you got to make that decision. I don't think it's a huge deal to have that there, to be honest with you. I don't think that's going to make that much of a difference. I think your images up front are, um, but it's it, it was a nice feature, but people were abusing it. And again, of course, we get, you know, Amazon sellers abusing something they're gonna get rid of it you know so they did so now you have to basically use some really raw uh, HTML coding like simple stuff like you can bold text you can't technically use bullet points but you can use like um, basically it's a it's a code that you put in there and I believe it's like the greater sign and then a P and then and then the lesser sign uh, something like that I don't know a hundred percent what it is I just copy and paste it um, which I could possibly put in the show notes. I'll look into that if I can and I'll put in the show notes of this one of maybe just like an example uh, of what you could do. But you know, really you want to keep it simple. Okay. And uh and you really want to just make that description though explain okay what the product is and what they're going to receive. Okay. The other thing is is in the description, even if people don't read it, if you put the text in there, the content in there that's relatable okay to your product. It's another way to get found for keywords. Okay. It's just like having a piece of content on a blog that you want Google to pick up. Well, Amazon can't rank you for something it doesn't see inside of your listing. So if you want to rank for, you know, a certain type of garlic press or a certain like a silicone handle or anything really that you think that people would search for, you could. Really, kind of custom tailor that description. So, this way here it shows up. All right. And you can always modify this. Like I said, once you start doing some Amazon pay per click, you're going to find keywords that you didn't even know existed. And then you can say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and update my listing so it's more relevant. And then Amazon will show my description when I, uh, when I, you know, do some pay per click around these keywords. All right. So, and that's a whole nother topic. But just, you know, keep in mind when you're creating the description, you're not necessarily uh, going to, let's say, make a huge impact on the the customer buying but it will make your listing relevant and optimized for more keywords all right so that's a huge thing and I don't want to devalue the description as far as saying like you won't get anybody to buy there'll be some people that, that'll read through that entire thing but really uh, you know to me it's the headline the images and the bullets that's what's gonna do it and the reviews. Okay. The reviews are going to sell the product. Okay. But we're talking about listing optimization right now. How do we get this to be, you know, optimal? So this way here, it can be the highest converting, you know, listing with the amount of reviews that you have. All right. So the last thing is, and that's number five is the call to action. And a lot of people don't do this at the very end of the description. You want to put a call to action, you know, to start using your garlic press today, you know, click the button above or click the, the buy now button right just that simple call to action gets people to take action it just reminds them okay i should scroll up to the top i mean tell them exactly you know uh, you know go back to the top and click you know buy now or buy, you know, or add to cart, whatever it is. I don't even know what it says. I'd have to look again at my listing. But, you know, you basically just whatever their buy buy now button says, state that, you know, you know, to to start pressing your garlic today and making wonderful meals, you know, click the buy now button, you know, or click the add to cart button, whatever it is. All right. So those are the five things. So we're going to recap real quick. And then I'm gonna go ahead and give you some other tips um, to also get your listing, you know, even more, you know, just some more power, but also to if you have other products to also help cross-promote them. So headline number one, okay. You gotta come up with a good headline that describes the product and you know, maybe even a few other keywords. Okay. So two images. Okay, you want at least seven images, your first image, your main image. Nothing else in there other than a white background or a model using the product, a close up. You want it to be 1500 pixels by 1500 pixels. And like I said, you can have these either shot professionally by a photographer or you could find someone on Fiverr, do a 3D model. If a 3D model doesn't work for you and you don't have a local photographer, look online for photographers, send them the product and tell them you want some product shots. You know, it might cost you two, 300 bucks. I don't know, you know, something like that. All right. So three bullets you want to use all five of them and you want to capitalize the first words right that you're you're highlighting here right so you know stainless steel that would be one you know rubber handle you know that would be one uh, so and then you would elaborate on that in your um, in your bullet okay number four your description. You want to give as much detail as you possibly can, taking every single keyword you can humanly think possible um, that people would be searching for, put it in there. So this way here, your listing is relevant, okay? And I can't stress that enough. When you're starting to run Amazon pay-per-click, you want your, your listing to be relevant. So you need those keywords in there, okay? And then the fifth one is the call to action. A lot of people miss this. Just include a call to action at the end of the description. And that's pretty much it, okay? It's that simple. It's that You know, it's that easy to go through these five things and make sure that you hit them all. Okay. And again, I'm going to go back to the beginning when I said this look at other listings, okay, that you are competing with. And when you're doing the product research, too, see if there's any there that you know that are either A, selling pretty decent, but you know you could have a better listing, then you're going to be able to do a better job. You're going to probably get more of their sales. All right, so that's one huge thing that I look at when I'm also looking at product research. All right, now, let's get into a little bit of some additional things we could do. We talked about putting the buy to get $5 off coupon code in the image, okay, in the second image or the third image, wherever you want to put it. You can also put that in your description. You can also put that in a promotion box, and the promotion box right now, as we're as we're doing this podcast, because it may change. Um, I don't know what Amazon's going to do. But right now, it's at the bottom of the description. So there's like a little promotion box there. And once you create that promotion, you can tell it to show up on your listing. So what it'll do is it'll feed that promotion, that text that you create inside of your back end under promotions. Okay, there's a little promotions tab there in advertising. And then from there, you can create that coupon code. And when you create that coupon code, it's going to feed basically pull in that data into your listing, and it's going to show up in that promotions box. All right? Now, if you have more than one product, this can work really, really well. Because now what you can do is you can say, when you buy, you know, product A and product B, you can get $10 off, let's say, or 10% off or 20% off, whatever you want to set it up as. And then from there, You'll see it on that particular product. So when someone loads your product and they scroll down, they're going to go, oh, I can get $10 off. How? Oh, if I buy A and B. Now, obviously, A and B need to be, you know, they need to be together, right? They need to be, you know, they they need to go together, right? You can't sell them like, you know, a garlic uh, press and then a basketball, right? It just doesn't make sense, right? But a garlic press and maybe, you know... A lemon press or maybe a garlic uh, press and a garlic, you know, bag that you store garlic in. You know, once those two come up, it's, you can cross promote your other listing inside of the one listing. And this is why I've said time and time again, it's so important to have a product line. Okay. That goes wide. Okay. So this way here, your one customer can turn into a bigger, ticket, right? You can, they can spend more money with just one transaction because you have more to offer to that one customer rather than having two different brands with one product each. They don't go synergistically together. All right. So that those are a couple of tips right there that are huge. Okay. So a, if you have, if you don't have a product, a current product, you definitely should be doing buy two and get a certain amount off, okay? And make it worth their while. You know, I see some people, you know, promotion box, you know, buy two and get a dollar off. I mean, come on, really? Seriously? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Your margin should be high enough that if someone buys two, they're going to spend more money and your margins should be high enough to where you're going to be able to make more money too, okay? And then the second thing is, is, you know, with the more products, once you get more than one product, then being able to cross promote each one. So think about this too. Let's say product A, you can promote product B if they buy two together, right? In that promotions box. Well, now let's go over to product B. Product B now can feature product A if they buy those two together. So now you have two listings working to sell each product back and forth. Powerful stuff right there. Okay, I hope you're, hope you're understanding that. Now, again, I know I talked about this in the beginning was these are the five things that I think you should do for your listing to optimize it. What I just talked about has nothing to do with that, okay? So I don't want you to get overwhelmed here. Forget about what I'm saying right now if you're going to get overwhelmed because this here doesn't matter in the beginning. What matters is the headline, the images, the bullets, the description, and the call to action. Those are the five things. So if you wanted to do those for those things right now, that's the most important thing with your listing. And if you already have a current listing, now we're going to talk a little bit about testing, if you already have a current listing or even if you don't and you're listing one for the first time, it's always a good idea to test, okay? Because you want to be able to create a conversion rate that's at least 10 to 15%. Okay. At least now I know some markets are different. You get in the supplements and people are saying, you know, they might get, you know, 8% and they're happy with that. You know, 10%. Um, me, I strive to get at least, uh, upwards of 18 to 20%. Now reviews has a huge amount to do with this huge. Okay. The more reviews you get, the more your conversion rate will go up to a certain extent, and I was actually recently just talking to Chris Schaefer, who's a good friend of mine. I had him on the show, and uh, actually uh, his interview will be out soon. But he really talked about you know the the different the The different levels of reviews, okay? And again, it all depends on on your top, like let's say five uh, competitors. Let's say, for example, that you know the first one has three hundred reviews and the second one has hundred reviews and the second third one has maybe ninety reviews and the next one below that has seventy reviews. Well, you know that you need to almost get fifty reviews in order to get in the mix there, right? So he like he was saying like usually it's like 50 reviews is a good mark and then 100 reviews and then 125, 150, but really if you look at so for example right now I have a product that I'm I just released and they have the top competitor has around 220, 230 reviews and I currently only have about 30, okay? So my goal really is to cut that review in half. So if they have 200 and, and uh, 30, well I'm going to want to be able to in my head, I'm thinking to myself: If I can get myself about a hundred to 125, it's gonna make a difference on my conversion. Now, it's not an overnight success, so you don't want to go and get a bunch of reviews, and then you know, you know, because you got reviews, you know, black hat ways, you know, out there, you know, paying for them. You don't want to do that. It's not worth it. It's a slower process, and I know it's going to be a slower process for me to get these reviews in order to compete with that, but the one good thing is I noticed that my competitor isn't really doing a good job getting his reviews. His reviews have been, I think, around the 210 mark since I've started tracking him about almost eight weeks ago. So that's a good sign for me because I know that with steady you know, systems in place, which I've talked about, which again, another episode I talked about was my email sequence follow-up, which if you haven't listened to that, or if you wanted to actually even download the templates, that's at theamazingseller.com forward slash email. And that'll give you the, my entire process on that because to me, once I get a sale, then they go through the process to convert them into a review or feedback or both. Uh, so and it's really important, but it's a slower process. I know it's gonna take some time, but I know that I'm going to be able to get there, you know, soon, you know, within you know two, three months. And I say that soon, some people are like, Well, I want to get there tomorrow. It's this business is not about that. This business is about steady and consistent, you know, movement, okay? And then you'll get there. Okay. So Okay, that's that. So really, like I said, your headline, your images, those are things that you can test really easily, right? But a lot of people, they'll do a headline and an image, and then they'll wait. I would test a headline, wait five or seven days, see what the conversion rate looks like, change something else in the headline, wait five to seven days, see what happens. Or maybe your headline you think is fine, maybe then go to an image, change the main image, wait five to seven days, see what happens. Change something else again in the image wait 5 to 7 days, see what the conversions are, right? Cuz they give you the conversion data, right? In your back end, you can look at your reports and you can look at your conversion data and you can see how many sessions you've had and you know how many people basically came to your page and how many people bought, all right? And once you get those metrics down, you're going to be able to see that you can increase and improve, you know, and make a huge difference. Cuz think about it, if you can go from a 10% to a 20% You know, you're talking about every 100 people that come to your listing, 10 people buy versus 100 people that come to the listing, 20 people buy just from tweaking a headline maybe or just from tweaking, uh, you know, an image. All right. But just keep in mind, too, that your reviews will have a lot to do with your conversion. So if you're right now starting and you only have 10 reviews and your competitor has 300 reviews their conversion is going to be higher, okay? Because let's face it, if you went to that listing and you were looking for a product and you've seen someone with 10 reviews or someone with 300 reviews and they were pretty much four to five stars, you'd probably go with that one, wouldn't you? I would, right? So it makes sense. So, okay, to wrap up this episode, what I want to do here is answer another question from you, the listener. And this one's from Brian and it has to do with reviews and competition. So let's listen to Brian's question. I'm going to answer it quickly and then we can go ahead and get on with our day. So let's listen to Brian's question. Hey Scott, I love your podcast, it's really helpful, so thanks for everything you do. I'm Brian, and I just launched a product, and about a week after launching, a competitor who's selling almost the identical product to mine started rolling in the reviews. This competitor has received over 120 product reviews and seller feedback reviews over the past five days alone. It's clear that he's doing a promo or paying for these reviews, as some of the reviews are in broken and misspelled English, while others specifically say that they got the product as part of a deal to review it. To me, these tactics seem shady, but he's rocketing up the ranks because of this. For my product, I still have fewer than 15 reviews. Should I worry about what he's doing? Should I try to get into this <clears throat> review arms race with him? Or should I just play the long strategy that you outline on your show? Thanks so much. Okay, Brian, thank you so much for the question. And it's a great question because uh, it's something that we all do look at, and I've looked at it too, I'm like, man, that one competitor's got like 90 reviews and it's only been about six days. What the heck are they doing? Well, they're probably doing promotions, like you said, but they're probably doing something else that's not really white hat, let's call it. It's more or less probably either gray or black hat. And here's the thing, I'm not going to go down that road. Do I worry about it? Not really. Because I've seen it in the beginning. When I first started, I had a competitor that had about 100 more reviews than I did. And in one day, I came back to look at their listing, and 75 of them were gone, wiped right out. So I think, you know... Things in the short term, it's almost like backlinking years ago with uh, you know creating backlinks. You know, doesn't matter where you get them to a blog or a website, it would help rank them in Google. And now Google comes out with all these updates, and then they slap them, and then all of a sudden their rankings disappear. I think it's going to be the same kind of thing here, so I wouldn't really worry about it. I would just be consistent, making sure that the ones that you are getting are legit, and this way here, they're going to stick. And then you're going to, you know, again, just be building this, you know, this asset and this thing that's going to be long lasting. It's going to be a strong structure, right? You're building it. Every time you get a new review, it's going to help. And a feedback too. feedbacks again here. And we, we, you know, kind of overlook these a lot of times, but feedback really helps the strength of your listing or not just your listing, but your, your seller's score. So that's going to also help your listing, right? So you really want to pay attention to that. Now, Do I think that you can go out and give out product to get reviews? Absolutely. I mean, that's fine. And again, I've talked about it before, and Thomason is a good example. And I used them, and I had had okay results, but they were steady results. I think I, I picked up maybe, I don't know, maybe 15, maybe 18 reviews from giving away about 30. It's almost 50%, you know, and they're legit. They're people testing a product They'll write it right in the review that they've tested the product, and I'm fine with that because really, once you start getting other reviews on top of those reviews, people aren't going to always go and scan to all of the reviews. They're just going to see the stars that you have, you know, let's say that you have 100 reviews and you're 4.9 rating or whatever, right? You've got, you know, you're you're a 4.5 star even or whatever, right? But The ones in the beginning are really there for social proof, and I've said this before. So you can start running uh, pay-per-click. Your conversion rate can get a little higher, and then once it all starts to work, then all of a sudden it just takes on a life of its own. So I always tell people and myself personally doing the same thing is just do, do it the right way. You know, Yes, you can do promotions to give away your product as long as you're not paying for a review. You never want to pay. You never want to tell them they have to leave a five-star review. That's always got to be an honest review, and if you are giving it away, you have to have them disclose it in your review. Now, if someone left left a review and they tried your product and they reviewed it and they didn't leave that they, they didn't disclose that they got it for free, I just let it go, right? And if Amazon does pick up on that in the future, then they do. But I'm not going to sit there and lose sleep over it. I'm just going to keep working on getting more, keep on working getting more sales because the more sales I get can go into my auto sequence for my emails to help get feedback and reviews and that whole process just keeps going. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about it if you felt like you're still going to be able to get in there like you're talking about one person, right? I would hope that there's four or five other people selling in That particular category that you know that if you can get in there, you can grab some of those sales, and they're not doing that. But if all of your market is doing that, yeah, I would be a little nervous about that. I would probably re uh, think the product selection that I did uh, because I don't want to go down that road personally. And that's something I look at in the very beginning stages. You know, like I had said earlier in this podcast, when I look at a product, I'm not just looking at the sales, and I'm not just looking at you know. The BSR. I'm looking at the listing. I'm looking at the marketing that they're doing. I'm looking if they're doing a Amazon pay per click. I'm looking at if I can help to improve a listing to get it, you know, so it's going to convert better. Those are the things that I look at as well. So I hope that's answered your question. You know, I personally, I can't say for sure 100% because I don't know your product. I don't know the listing, but I can say that, you know, if that's the only one that's doing it, it's probably going to be short-lived and it will probably not affect you in the future and just keep pushing forward. So that's pretty much it. Thank you so much again for listening. If you already left an iTunes review, thank you so much. I'm giving you a great big hug. Uh, And uh, if you haven't yet, go on over there and leave an iTunes review. It really does help us rank over there so we can get you know, more people to this to this show so we can help more people, but also so we can reach out and reach other sellers and hopefully get them on the show as well. So once again, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Get out there, build your business, and keep me posted on your progress. And I will be seeing you in the next episode. Take care.